Hello everyone, welcome back to Concrete Pastures. My name is Nancy Mulemwesisi. As always, I'm excited to be here, especially that this is my solo episode. I haven't done this in a while and I've been looking forward to doing this. I love interviewing, but I also love to inject, you know, my story in the episodes every now and then. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in every week and listening to all the episodes. I appreciate your support. You continue to keep me encouraged and I'm just humbled by your support. For anybody who is new, welcome to the podcast. This is your family of your fellow immigrants, your fellow dreamers. We inspire each other through our stories. We also give insight on what it's like to be an immigrant anywhere in the world. This is your space. And if you'd like to inspire somebody out there, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. On today's episode, this is a continuation of I Hit the Ground Running. If you haven't heard I Hit the Ground Running, I encourage that you listen to it and then this episode. I'll take you back a little bit. After I arrived November 2nd, 2002, I took like two weeks, almost a week or so, I guess, to rest a little bit, adjust to the weather, adjust to everything, the food as well, and then went around looking for work. After three weeks or so, the following week, I got a job as a living nanny and a housekeeper. I was taking care of five kids, ages from six months to seven years old. At the time, I was getting paid $3.50 per week, which was six days, Monday through Saturday. I would go home just for a few hours from uh, on Sundays, and then I was back to work on Monday. I say a few hours because I got home almost at noon because I worked very, very far. By the time I got home, it was already like I needed to pack up and go back to work, literally. My first day of work, I arrived around 5 p.m. Guys, November, December in New York, winter starts and it gets dark really fast outside in uh, Long Island. The house where I worked at, they were very secluded. It had a lot of trees around, a lot of grass behind. So it got dark faster. I would say, compared to if you were living in the city because of the lights a little bit. But over there, it was just dark and it wasn't time to serve dinner. But before I did that, my boss took me around to look at the house, just familiarize myself with the house. Her main concern was for me not to mix the milk plates with the meat plates. After they, you know, the tour, she asked me to serve dinner. I served the family dinner and she asked me to sit in the kitchen and watch through the the glass doors when they finished for me to go collect the plates. Guys, you know already from my previous episode, at the time I came from a home where we were served by housekeepers. We did not have them eat alone. We used to all eat together. In this moment, when my boss asked me to sit in the kitchen and eat my food, reality hit for me. Because what I thought about it was different from what I was receiving. 
especially that we treated our people like family. And um, this felt very awkward for me. I don't even have the words to to say. It was just humbling this, that the reality had hit me. And I was now a servant. That's, that, 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 that's the, I think, the, the words I'm looking for. So the first day, I mean, I'm supposed to be feeling all of these feelings of, you know, uh, I finally got a job after looking for uh, so many weeks. And then God has fin- had finally answered my prayers. But instead, I was feeling all this kind of these emotions and checking my decisions, really, <laughs> to like, did I make the right decision? Do I want to live this type of life? And how long is this going to last for me? The house was humongous, to say the least. It was just huge. They were rich. I, I, I didn't see the next day in my head how I was going to tackle the whole house by, the, my, by my little self. So the next day, I, um, I woke up at six in the morning because that's the time my boss asked me to wake up every day. So I woke up at six in the morning. She taught me how to make pancakes. All the kids got up at the same time, including the baby. The baby was six months old. Everybody woke up at the same time. I got them ready. Uh, three of them went to school. Two of them stayed with me. So it was the baby and the two-year-old, including my boss. My boss stayed home. She was a stay-at-home mom. Then after everybody had gone, I would take care of the kids. At the same time, I would be cleaning the mansion. It took me all day to clean this house. All day. I barely sat down to eat because I felt like I was uh, I was wasting time if I sat down to eat. Because my boss, I remember one time I was cleaning and I was attending to the kids at the same time. It took longer to attend to the two-year-old. She needed me to play with her. So we were playing and I got caught up into our... I didn't finish cleaning the bathrooms. She came home. She had run out for some errands. She came home. She was livid. One, the bathroom's clean. And it was, I think it was her bathroom because I cleaned from downstairs all the way upstairs. And her room was always the last place I would clean. So I didn't get a chance to clean the bathrooms in her room. She just went bananas. I explained she was not having it. You can multitask. You can do both at the same time. You could bring the kids with you. I had never had a job before this. This was my first job ever in my life, aside from assisting my mom when I was back home. A real job, never had one. And multitasking with kids, I'd never had an experience taking care of kids. I commend this woman, first of all, for trusting me with her kids. I had no idea what I was doing. A week into my job, my boss asked me to go with them to Puerto Rico. I didn't know what Puerto Rico was, I would say. I was asking so many questions. At the time, I was scared to leave the country because, I mean, I don't know if they're going to allow me back. The, the rules were very strict. They told me, oh, Puerto Rico is the U.S. Uh, we're just going for a week and a half. We'll be back. So I agreed to go with them. Puerto Rico was beautiful. 
I was happy that I said yes to going with them because it uh, it gave me a break. First of all, from the winter, it was hot. It reminded me of home. That vitamin D was just hitting in the right places. The fact that they had money, we stayed at this hotel. Rumor has it that Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown stayed there. So it was nice and fancy. We had two connected rooms. Uh, if I had to describe it for you, her and her husband uh, had their own room. Me and the kids in the other room connected to, to theirs. I spent my whole day with the kids. It was my second time, no, my first time wearing a bathing suit. So I have, I actually have a picture somewhere. <laughs> it was a bit awkward. Good thing my mom had given me this wrap that she bought from Daslam. My country is a landlocked country. So we don't have a beach anywhere. We have rivers, we have streams. We don't really get a chance to like, when I was growing up, I didn't get a chance to wear a bathing suit. So if we went swimming, I would really swim in my underwear. That's mostly it. It was when I was really, really young. And that's the time I was living with my grandmother. So when there was like flood in the plains, would go swimming there and that was it and then when I came to the US on this trip she asked me to buy bathing suits so I bought the boy shorts I guess with my bathing suits that's what I wore so it was not so it was not too exposing of anything because first of all I have to be respectful to her husband it was awkward for me being that it was the first time around wearing my bathing suits. I think I have a picture somewhere. I took one picture when I was there. It was nice. The food was great. It was just a great change. Plus the routine of the six o'clock, uh, waking up at six in the morning and going to sleep at 12 a.m. It, it gave me that break. I, I got a little bit of rest. When we came back, it was back to the grind and back to normal. Um, back to my 6 a.m., my 12 a.m. going to sleep. This was excruciating for me. Housekeeping was really hard for me because uh, I was first using masks that I've never used in my life. I helped clean my mom's house when I was back home, but not to this level. When a housekeeper took off every Sunday's, and my mom asked us to clean the house when the housekeeper was not there. So we cleaned where it was visible. Uh, let's say the kitchen was the entrance. We had two entrances, living room and the kitchen. So we would clean the living room, we'd clean the kitchen and the hallway. That's it. And this would be the three of us, really, with my sisters. I was this skinny girl <laughs> cleaning this big mansion and I barely ate. Uh, if I ate, it was like tuna on a bagel every single day because my boss on it was on a very strict diet. This woman had five kids. She barely looked like she had five kids. She was in tip-top shape. Fabulous. For me, I was starving, trying to clean the house, do my job the right way with barely food in the house because... She only had like food for the, for the kids. It was just tuna on a bagel. I always looked forward to Sundays. I was like, I can't wait to go eat on Sunday. 
And that's the reason why I even made sure that I I went home on Sundays to eat. <laughs> Six months into my job, stress was piling up on me with the babysitting and housekeeping. I thought over time I was going to get used to the routine. I was not getting used to the routine. My body was just getting worse. I would say more tired. Nothing was worth my health at that point after six months. I loved the kids and that's the reason why I stayed, I think, the six months I spent with them. So I told my boss I was, I was leaving. I gave her a time frame that I was leaving, which was in two weeks I was going to leave. I told her what my last day was going to be. Prior to my notice, the family had planned a trip to Miami South. So for the first, the first thing that came out of my boss's mouth was, you're coming with us to Miami, right? So I assured her that I was coming to Miami. When the trip came, the day of the trip came around, I reminded my boss uh, that after this trip, I'm going to, that, that's it. When I, I'm going to go home and that's it. I'm not coming back. This will be my two weeks. All of a sudden, my boss had amnesia. She said I never told her. When I was leaving, I was so pissed. It takes a lot for me to be pissed off. I tolerate a lot. I have a high tolerance. I got so pissed. I, I just saw through her. My boss was not the nicest person, to say the least. She yelled all the time. Any little thing, she would yell. She stressed me a lot to that. I'm naturally very quiet. And when I came to this country, I was still very quiet because I didn't know anybody. It was hard for me to even open up to anybody, especially somebody who I work for. So when she would be yelling, in my culture, we're not supposed to respond to adults. Now I know you're supposed to respond and have that dialogue with someone. But I naturally don't even like to respond if somebody's yelling. I like to have a conversation with somebody on a normal tone and despite if somebody is pissed off, because even when I'm pissed off, my tone is very, it's almost similar to when I'm just normal. At this point, when she's telling me, you have to give me at least two weeks or even a month that I caught her. She says, what am I going to do with my kids if you leave? I beg. I mean, I have two kids now. <laughs> I cannot put that responsibility on anybody. Even if I have five or ten kids, I, you cannot put responsibility on anybody. These, your kids are your kids. Whether somebody comes to help you out, you cannot put that responsibility on anybody. And this lady was literally putting that responsibility on me. So we get on the, in the limousine um, to the airport. This is my first time getting into the limousine. I don't even see what type of car we're in. I saw it from outside, but as soon as we sat in, I mean, it's beautiful inside. And I don't see the beauty of it. I'm sitting at the end so the kids didn't see me crying. My release was to cry. Again, guys, you know already I'm emotional. So <laughs> my release was to cry. I cried all the way to the airport. The first time we traveled, we went to JFK, but this time we went to 
um, New Jersey, Newark Airport for some reason. When we got there, I was just still in my feelings. Two days into Miami, I tried to have a conversation with my boss. I told her I was not happy with... First, before I even said I was not happy, I told her I was very tired and stressed. I needed to not continue working for her. She told me that she was not going to pay me. We were spending two, we were going to spend two weeks in Miami South. And she's telling me now that she was not going to pay me and unless I give her two weeks or a month. I got so pissed. I was so upset. I asked this lady to listen to me really good. I barely get to this level um, when somebody gets to me. I, I can tell when people are taking advantage of my kindness. And she was taking advantage that I was new to the country and I was young. At this point, I was about to lose it. I told her, listen to me really good. Slavery ended a long time ago. This lady gasped for air. She could not believe what came out of my mouth. I could not believe someone would tell me I would work for free for two weeks. I'm taking care of five kids. She barely touched even her six-month-old. But she was not breastfeeding, so she didn't even touch him. I was the one that was with him all the time. The two-year-old even called me mom from time to time. <laughs> She's sitting there looking at me in her shock. And I'm looking at her like, why are you shocked? She goes over to her friends. I could hear her talk. She goes over to her friends. Can you believe what this girl just told me? I didn't even care. I didn't even care at this point what her friends were going to say or what was to come out of her mouth. We spent her our two weeks there. I was so unhappy. I couldn't wait to get back to New York. We get back to the house. They had all of us. My ID at the time was just my passport. So they had everybody's IDs, including my passport. So I asked for my passport. It's time for me to go home. She tells me, I'm not going to give you your passport. She gives the passport to her husband. Her husband goes to the car and sits in the car. I'm going back and forth with this lady. I ask her to give me back my passport. She's telling me, no, you have to give me my two weeks. You never gave me my two weeks. We're back to this again. So I go outside to her husband. I ask for my passport back. He just hands it over. At that point, I'm like, why, why was I even wasting my time going back and forth with this lady? I could have been home already. I called a cab. I told her, guys, don't blame me. It's just, I did this for the kids. I wanted to say a proper goodbye to them. So I told her I was going to give her two weeks. My last two weeks with this lady, she starts to apologize for all the things that she was doing to me. She says she's going through a lot of things. She's going to be seeing a therapist. Um, the kids love me. I was just looking at her. She was not changing my mind at that time. I was done. And the way she treated me, I was just done. The way I am, I like to look at good things. Each time I have a conflict with somebody, 
I look at the good things that person has done to me. That helps me make my decision. I stayed long with her despite her stressing me out. I love her kids. And the fact that she gave me a chance to work for her, to give me the experience, that's another reason I stayed. The reason why I gave her the two weeks. But for me to stay longer than two weeks, it was not happening. I forgot to even say when the husband had my passport, she said she was going to call immigration, which at this point, I didn't care who she called. She could call the marshal, whoever she was calling at that point. I was just like, you just call them. It is what it is. It's not like I was illegal here. So she thought I was just going to be shivering when she brought the immigration card. I told her I came here on a visa. You cannot just call immigration, but if you want to, please go ahead and do that. Back to the two weeks, all of the pleading, all of whatever she was doing, I just apologized to her and said, I'm so sorry you're going through whatever you're going through. But as for me, I'm done after two weeks. Trust me, guys, I was counting my seconds, my days, my minutes. Every day I woke up, I would just, I, I was happy to like, oh, two more days, three more days, five more days, whatever it was. I was done working for this woman. I had no other plan. I didn't have a, a job to go into. I just was just happy to get some relief from um, being in this woman's house. What I want to say about this is I'm sharing my story not to paint anybody as a bad person. This is my journey for my first job that I had. And I believe I made her at the time she was going through something. She was experiencing something through her life. I mean, her youngest child was only six months. Having to juggle a marriage and being a parent is a lot. And now that I've, you know, I've been married before, juggling a marriage, kids, and in my case, even uh, work, it's a lot and can be stressful, but I don't excuse her for displacing her anger on me. I did not deserve it. Even to go as far as threatening me to call immigration, she went too far for, for me. I want to just talk to employers in this space. When you hire a lot of us that are immigrants in your homes, to be nannies, to be housekeepers. My ask of you guys is to be just compassionate. We are new to the country. We're also trying to adjust to the new environment. That's a lot of stress also added on us. And then if we are mistreated in any kind of way, it adds another layer of stress on us. I'm really asking for you guys to be kind, to be more understanding on people that are working for you. Just because somebody's cleaning your toilet every single day doesn't mean they need to be mistreated or disrespected. A lot of you guys leave us with your most precious prize, which is your kids. And we do take care of your kids as though they were ours. So please be kind to the people that are working in your homes. For me, my culture did me a disservice, I would say. I would ask anybody who is coming from outside 
and has a culture where we uh, respect is like top level, like where I come from. Evaluate your environment, make some changes because I think my relationship would have been a little bit better with my boss if I responded to her in the way that she she would have preferred to be answered. Because in my case, my culture, I was giving her respect. She didn't understand that I'm giving her respect. This ended up to be, you know, for her, she received that she received it as disrespect that I did not respond, I'm sure, in a way. And then for me, I'm giving her respect. So if you have a culture that goes against certain things where you are going anywhere in the world, ask around like how people react, ask around uh, whatever it may be, just ask around about the culture and make adjustments as you see fit because you don't want to end up like the way I ended up. I was very frustrated. The fact that we were not understanding each other, I thought I was doing a good thing. It, it wasn't a good thing. That's all I have for you guys today. As always, I want to leave you with a quote. Today's quote comes from the woman I admire so much. And this is Miss Oprah Winfrey. Challenges are a gift that force us to search for a new center of gravity. Don't fight them. Just find a new way to stand. Thank you again for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. Share it with your family and friends. Tag me on your social media. I have Facebook. I have Instagram, whichever one that you use. I would also love to hear from you. Leave me a review. And if there's a topic you have in mind that you'd love for me to cover, let me know as well. Look out for new episodes every week on Mondays. And I truly appreciate you being part of the community and supporting the community. Until next time, keep dreaming. Concrete Pastures.